babies. Hello, Raymond. Hello, Richard. Just the two of us tonight. Oh, really? Yes, sir. We got uh, denied. Uh, up to about 20 minutes ago, we're good to go. And then we got denied. You know, people need to really learn how to operate in the world. I hear you. I hear you. There's just such thing as respect. Now we deal with the queen who, you know. Has no respect for anyone. No, nothing. Not not just anybody. Literally nothing uh, except for himself. So we're used to it. It doesn't hurt um, as quite as much as it used to. But a year ago, um, we've been... We've been crying right now. Yeah. yeah. But now we just have no feelings. We're used to it so many times now. Yeah, that shitbag has numbed us down to the core where mm-hmm. uh, you know, disrespect uh, just rolls right off our back. Yep. Not sure a does. problem at all. Not a problem. That's fine. I enjoy my time, my one-on-one time with you, Raymond. Yeah, we have laughs. No one makes mother jokes. It's a great time had yeah. by you and I. We both have backwards hats on. Mm-hmm. What a you're life. Sh- you're showing a little bit of chesticles. I enjoy yeah. it. They do call me Mitch. <laughs> they do. Welcome to the Civil Minds Sports Show. Friday headlines, August 27th. Got the date right. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening on the podcast, do the same. Share it with your friends. Uh, welcome to the Simple Minds Sports Show. Uh, it's Thursday, Ray. Uh, as any regular listener knows, basically this past summer, but really since quarantine and basically my entire life, I've been struggling with a little bit of extra poundage. You can relate. Um, so uh, I'm not, I've been taking off a couple days a week with uh, the beers. Uh, and tonight's one of those. I'm, uh, it's a plastic cup white wine night. Oh, I'm just drinking water. Yeah, sure. Uh, what is that? Fucking bacon grease in there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if I was drinking beer, you know I'm drinking White Birch beer. Uh, White Birch Brewing in Nashville, New Hampshire. Ray, address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get on down to the brewery. The weekend's coming up. Uh, is it going to be nice up there? You guys got the after hurricane effect. Might be a little muggy, but they got air conditioning. They got flat screen TVs in there. Yep, they sure do. Go, go have yourself a good time. Get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery, catch it at your local beer stores, wherever you get it. Tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Uh, we're going to start Patriots here, Raymond. Cam Newton was back in the building after his five-day hiatus for being a fucking asshole. Blap, uh, blap, blap. And right off the bat, we're getting Twitter reports from the beat guys down there that first team reps, first guy to toss the ball on the field, Cam Newton. After... Uh, breaking protocol or quote unquote misunderstanding of uh, proto- COVID protocols forced him to uh, missed five days for not being vaccinated. Uh, in the meantime, Mac Jones went up there and absolutely lit it up mm-hmm. in the uh, joint practice scrimmage with the Giants, which we'll get to. Uh, this was a big day. I, I, you know, I think we expect Cam Newton to still be in the um, in the in the running for starting quarterback, but I would have liked to see a little bit of repercussions for being you know a jerk and missing five days of practice could you maybe could you maybe 
start him on the second team to start this practice for one, you know, one run through one uh, drill bill. No, just automatically right back in there. Like he's never treated any Patriot player like this in his entire career. I don't understand it. It's actually insulting. They were going through the uh, players that Bill has disciplined. Richard Seymour went to his grandparents' funeral, missed a whole first quarter for it. That was his discipline. Um, Malcolm Butler missed his plane to training camp because of weather, because of a hurricane. He was suspended or missed practice for that, you know, kept him out. Uh, Bill Belichick used to have a rain on this team, and I don't think he has that rain anymore. I think he's just letting these guys do whatever the hell they want. It's not the old Belichick from before. We're now the laughing stock of the league because you have Bruce Arians, who Bill likes to call a walking tit, saying, you know, even if my guys are vaccinated, they're not going to have the same uh, rules as everyone else. Like, there's no uh, going out for team dinners, no team activities, nothing. Like, th- we're going to business. This is business now. This is work. There's no family vacations anymore. We're here to work. And if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, it doesn't matter. Like, you got to go out there and play. And he says, and he wants all of his players vaccinated. So isn't Jerry Jones. And lo and behold, Bill Belichick's not even addressing the whole vaccination issue right now. It's freaking pathetic. It, it starts to make you question. I mean, uh, I put this in a blog a couple of days ago. You know, can Mac Jones save Bill Belichick's bacon? Because Look, he's the greatest coach of all time. He's got six Super Bowl wins. The head coach, you know, we don't have to go through his resume, but right now he's acting like a scared little rookie coach who can't lose the starting quarterback of the team uh, I, in his locker room. I don't get it, especially considering Mac Jones goes out there and his first chance to go full with with the ones against the ones against the Giants. Uh, had 18 consecutive passes throughout the drills, uh, looked excellent in the scrimmage, had two touchdowns, uh, had a beauty to Jacoby Myers that everyone was talking about. Um, even in the practice with, against his own team, against the Patriots, he scored two touchdowns. He was he was t- doubling up Matt Judon across the field, talking shit to Matt Judon, who's been the best defensive player out there this, this uh, training camp. Um, you clearly have the guy. You clearly have, or you have a guy that should compete for being the guy. And what I mean by that is, I've the you know the fr- future franchise quarterback of of your franchise, number fifteen overall pick. Generally, these guys start in the NFL when you mm-hmm. have nobody else to start. And we're not even talking about the idea that Cam Newton um, sucked last year, and we expect him to struggle this year. The lack of discipline for misunderstanding the rules first day back, you get in the first team reps. I it's just it sickens me and it's starting to make me question what the fuck Bill Belichick is doing and this whole region's all been like and Bill we trust I don't I don't know I'm starting to lose faith in this guy and the beat reporters are also saying you know come week two week three if Cam's sticking up the joint you're gonna hear those boo birds and Mr. Kraft's gonna be hearing that and something's gonna happen Bill like- Belichick might be playing for his job this year I don't know if it's his job this year, but I don't think I think that he's got a shorter leash than um, than he than we probably would think. Uh, maybe it's next year. Well, let me. Let me he's not going right to get fired. He's not going to get fired for not putting Cam Newton. In. Well, I'm for not putting Mac Jones in. You go one and six in this little cupcake of little uh, uh, beginning of the season. The Boo Birds are out. Cam Newton looks like shit, and Bill Belichick's not budging. He's not going to put Mac Jones in. And you know Robert Kraft's like, what the fuck? Like, we're built on winning. This is like my enterprise that you're just fucking ruining right now. You don't think there would be a little friction right there saying put the kid in, and he says no? Well, sure, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think if they start one and six with Cam Newton sucking, Mac Jones is going to get in. Because, I look, I, I can still only look at this from a logical standpoint of Bill Belichick watching the quarterbacks compete. And the reports at a camp are they don't think one is that much better than the other one. And it doesn't really matter. So the, also the reports are that uh, 
Bill Belichick from the day Mac Jones stepped into the, into the program, didn't think that he was physically fit enough to make it through an NFL season. We got that from the, the lips of Mike Lombardi, right? He's got to go find the weight room or whatever the hell he said. So um, if the thought is, look, I don't think Mac Jones can make it through 17 games. Um, he needs more seasoning as a rookie, even as good as he's looked. It just makes sense to uh, mold him and bring him in in the beginning of the season. So we got to go with somebody else, uh, you know, for the first five, six, seven, eight games. And that guy is Cam Newton. It sucks that that guy's Cam Newton. That's where I fall on that. Like I get the rationale a little bit. If you don't think he can make it in his rookie year physically, and you got to kind of put him on, put some training wheels on him, then all right. But why did you go for fucking Cam Newton again? You had guys, you had Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. Who's not the world beater, but he can throw. You Mm -hmm. had Andy Dalton for a stupid 7 million guaranteed $10 million contract. You had guys out there, uh, uh, you passed on Jameis Winston the year before who people are calling fucking Peyton Manning now down there with uh, 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 Sean Payton. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. There were plenty of plenty of my, Mitchell fucking Trubisky is lightening up in Buffalo right now with Brian Dayball. And they went out and still got Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was a 29th ranked quarterback last year and missed five days of training camp today because this week because he's an idiot and, and broke protocol or didn't understand the fucking protocols. And here we stand. Now you have a rookie fucking lighting it up, putting pressure on Cam Newton, looks like the better quarterback, but Bill won't put him in. For what reason? We don't know. We don't know. Maybe he's saving him because he doesn't think he's physical, physically ready, but Cam Newton's not the, pl- the right placeholder. They're fucking lucky it's a cupcake schedule the first five, six weeks of the season. They're lucky. And maybe Bill Belichick's taking that into account. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt with the six Super Bowls. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I, I'm still not happy about it. I'm not happy that, that Cam Newton got zero, zero repercussions for being an asshole. And also, at the same token, I know me and you are on the same page with this. We'd rather have Mac Jones in there. We can't stand Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton goes out there again. He wants to go to Braintree and get a nice new hat, gets COVID, or contact trace it during the season. What's going to yeah. happen then? Are you going to fucking discipline him at that point? Like what? It's the, not even. What's, not, the, what's the line? What's the line that Bill Belichick's probably gonna break and be like, "All right, fuck this guy, get out of here." It's not even necessarily on Cam Newton. I mean, we're ragging on him because I think it was a dumb move, and I, I don't think his head's completely in it. Um, he's not, you know, he's not a complete asshole. Look, you know, he's got a ten-year career. He's got an MVP. Blah blah blah. His resume speak for itself. But he's got some blemishes on there of kind of, you know. I don't know, stepping out a, a little bit, not being 100% focused like we were used to here in New England, right? So uh, that's a little bit outside the norm. Beyond all that, it's not even really about Cam Newton. The NFL wants these guys vaccinated. They're going to do everything in their power to make that happen, and that includes making life of the unvaccinated hell. We saw it in Buffalo with Cole Beasley and anybody else in his circle, five guys that were out because in the same five-day COVID protocol because they bumped shoulders with a trainer who tested positive, who was vaccinated, who can go to the, to work the next day. Who was that guy in Baltimore today, too? Did you yeah. get a report? That it's going to keep He wasn't coming. wearing a mask, and they fined him $15,000 or something like that, something ridiculous. It's like, holy fuck, it is. They're going out for the unvaccinated. They will, they're like, hey, we're going to start finding the shit out of you. You're not going to enjoy it. Just go get the fucking shot. So, like, how do you, on top of everything else with Cam Newton, he sucks, he broke protocol, he's not vaccinated, how do you rely on that? We went over last show. I know that we're, we're kind of beating a dead horse here. But how do you rely on that guy, especially when you clearly have the next guy? You clearly got him. This is your chance. You went from Tom Brady to a, uh, a seven-win team with Cam Newton, and then 
you kind of got your hand forced to draft Mac Jones at 15 overall. And he turns out to be looking pretty good as a rookie. He backdoored into the next guy after Tom Brady. He fucking backdoored into it. And now he's, he's real. Uh, uh, damn it. Another fucking, I don't have the word. Don't have uh, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Um, he's relinquent to, uh, I think that's it. He's relinquent to go to Mac Jones and it's, it's driving me fucking bananas. It'll be interesting to see what Sunday looks like, but uh, you know, every, everything points to Cam Newton in week one and beyond. And yeah, it's just going to be, and now what it's going to be, right? Like we've talked about this. What does the locker room think? What do the crafts think? What do the fans think? Even if they're winning 16 to 17 and Cam Newton looks like Cam Newton last year, everybody's going to be asking the same question every single day. When's Mac getting in? When's Mac? You have a quarterback controversy. Two quarterbacks is no quarterbacks. That's the oldest time in the NFL. And you're here. This is where you are with the NFL because Bill Belichick refuses to quit Cam Newton. That's it. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a point where it's going to stop. It has to. It will this year. He's gonna Max gonna get in this year. It'll just when do you um, think? Let's play a little guessing game. What do you think? When do I think Belichick will do it? Um I think Belichick will do it come November. Hmm. I think it'll be that That'd be late. funny. The week that we go to Carolina, Camp's homecoming. Everyone's <laughs> all excited. Do you they know fucking, he's not gonna do that fucking, to Cam? They fucking put Mac in. Fuck you, Cam. <laughs> he's not gonna do it to him i mean honestly if cam doesn't get vaccinated he's probably gonna be out come week two or something again with oh, some fuck fucking yeah. protocol or whatever yeah, yeah so uh yeah it could be sooner rather than later i know at the beginning of the season we talked about this week four against brady and, and saving the kid and that i'm i, I want to see him go i think oh, he's got yeah. moxie i think he wants it i bet it's you if he levels off the charts man if you asked him off off camera you want to play against brady fuck, fuck yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me the old man. chance. That'll be the only chance, and that'd be yeah. the changing of the guard kind of thing, you know. Give me the old man. If Bill had any balls and any sense, he'd throw him out there against them. Because Cam's not gonna do it. Cam just shit his pants. Come oh, on, yeah. oh, what, are you, yeah. what are we talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about? Cam is fake Moxie. He has fake tough guy Moxie. Fake leadership. Fake everything. You'll have Such a guy a that's forty four years old running down the sideline saying, "Let's fucking go." Then you'll have Cam fucking dabbing it up and fucking dancing like an idiot in the middle of the field, throwing four interceptions. Yeah, it's gonna be a great week four. Yeah, and then you just have Mac Jones stewing on the bench. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Speaking of Mac Jones, let's dive into a little bit more of his day on Wednesday against the Giants. Um, Again, what more could you ask for? So he gets Monday and Tuesday alone. Monday, uh, he kind of struggled. You know, reports down there are, are a little bit mixed. Uh, they said the defense had a really, really good day. He comes out Tuesday, has a, has a better day. Um, and then on Wednesday, you're going up, again, joints practices. You got a scrimmage against the, against the Giants. Everybody is saying, including Belichick, this is your opportunity. If you're ever going to unseat Cam Newton, you have to go out there and really tear it up, really prove it. And he does. <laughs> and he does. You can it's get a like, high five from Belichick. And you actually got a high five from Belichick. When's the last time you saw Belichick high five anybody? That was a while since that dead guy was here. <laughs> I, don't, he, I mean, he didn't get a high five for at least a decade. He'll tap a guy in the helmet. He'll give a, a head nod. Hey, went to, to go over and physically raise his elbow and give a, a I think it's a low five actually, but uh, the kids, the kids stepping up, man, he's impressing every chance he gets. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to see. I don't want to say Brady esque, 
but you get put in that position. I don't want to overreact. It is practice. It is just training camp, but it's like every position he gets put in with a bunch of pressure on it seems He's to come delivering. through. Yeah, he delivers. Seems to come through. Um, other big news in uh, in Patriot world. Bye-bye, Sony Michelle. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank God. Traded to the Rams originally for a fifth and sixth round pick. Found out today that that was illegal because there was a conditional fourth tied in there. You can't trade conditional picks without actually having them first, blah, 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 blah. The NFL shut that down. Works out for the Patriots because instead of a 22-22 fifth round pick, they get a 2023 guaranteed fourth round pick in addition to the sixth round. Uh, that's not as important as Sony Michelle is gone and – do you think that makes this team better? I do. Cause now that I, I hate the whole running back by committee thing. And I think six guys in that running back room is a little too much. So now we're thinning it out. Uh, Damien Harris is obviously your number one. Now uh, they like uh Ramadama ding dong. Ramadama ding dong. Uh, JJ Taylor is going to be that Kevin, Fault, Kevin fault type role. Uh, Brandon Bolden, you know, he'll be the special teams enforcer like he has been. And then you got uh, James white who can catch the ball. He's like a, versatile running back slash wide receiver. So I like it. I like what they have here. I think it's going to be a real, like we've been saying, it's going to be a run style offense. You're just going to be running the ball up and down the field. And I think those three guys right there, uh, JJ Taylor, uh, Damian Harris and Ramadama Ding Dong is going to impress some people this year. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I like it. I was never, I'm not the biggest Sony Michelle guy. Um, You know, the committee thing, the Patriots have done for a long time. I, it is what it is. I, I just think that, Damian Harris, after one year of watching him run, is an injury waiting to happen. You see how straight up that guy runs? Mm. I, I haven't seen – like, the only guy that got away with that was uh, Elgin Baylor, and he played for, like, six years, 40 years ago, whatever. Like, you never – you don't see running backs run that straight up any anymore. Adrian Peterson a little bit, but even he'd lower his shoulder when he got contact coming. So Elgin Baylor, I, didn't he play basketball? No, yeah, 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 you're right. Elgin Baylor's wrong. I was like, I'm like, I was like thinking, I'm like, I'm going back with the Rolodex in my brain. Sixties like, full athletes. Hold who's on, uh, who's who am I thinking of? God Earl damn Campbell? it! This, this is maybe maybe this is where we need Bill. Play for the Oriole Oilers. Yeah, Earl Campbell. Okay, Elgin Baylor or Earl Dickerson. Dickerson is who I'm Dickerson. thinking of. Yeah. yeah, he he had a straight up run style. Earl Campbell probably would run straight up too because he was tall. Yeah, so that plays. That plays. I bet if we found a high school tape on Elgin yeah, Baylor, on Elgin Baylor, he would uh, he'd run straight up. I just think there's injury concerns, and Ramanam and Ding Dong, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, is a rookie. The Patriots don't really generally play rookie running backs. Um, he's looked good against the threes and the fours. We don't really know what he's all about, but it, it doesn't really matter in the Patriots run game. They might have the best offensive line in football. You just got to be able to hit the hole and run hard. Um, I understand that. It's just, you know, those are your only two guys that are actually running backs. James White and JJ Taylor are, are passing players. They're, they're oh, I bet you JJ Taylor is going to be like one of those Kevin Falk type third down guys they throw in there for. You're not giving JJ Taylor the ball in third and one. He's Danny Woodhead. He's no, Dion Lewis. And five, third and five, they will. On a little, yeah, maybe, because Cam can't throw. Uh, and Sweet Feet is more of just a preacher of this team now. They love him down there. He is, he's a captain. He's a captain's captain. Uh, James White's not going anywhere. And, um, you know, obviously valuable in the past game. If someone could throw him the fucking ball, if someone could throw him the ball, it'd be valuable. Uh, was this guy a boss, right? First round pick, 30th yep. pick overall. Yep, we had that little text exchange. Uh, it's either him or Lawrence Maroney is the worst first round running back taken of all time. 
for the Patriots. Well, yeah, I think that list is short. I don't, we didn't have that conversation on text message. The running backs taken in the first round for the Patriots. You want to Google that real quick? I bet it's two. Nope. Sam Cunningham's on there. So there's three. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I just said Elgin <laughs> Baylor was a running back. You can't go that fucking, you can't go back that far you back. You just said, well, you just said running okay, back. Okay. So that's three. Yep. And okay. Sony Michelle's the worst. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, with three seasons with the Patriots. Uh, oh, Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin was your first round pick. He might have been. He's definitely not last. Um, was he a first round pick? He, I don't think it. he. I don't think he was. Keep talking. I think that's when. I think that's made, what. Bill made will him be so like likeable. fucking bitch tits for yeah, you, you fucking, fucking idiots. idiots. <laughs> uh, his best season came uh, in 2018. Of course, his uh, rookie year. Uh, 931 yards, six touchdowns, four and a half yards per carry in the Super Bowl. uh, And in the playoffs, he was a force. That offensive line was a force. 336 yards, six touchdowns and 4.7 yards a uh, game Uh, in the Super Bowl. He had 94 yards, the game winning touchdown, five and a half average there. So um, 2018, he looked like a guy that could. Uh, you know, satisfy as a running back to the Patriots system from then on out, man, he was very underwhelming, very forgettable. His longest touchdown ever was 34 yards. He had another one at 31. Nothing else was more than 14 yards. This guy came in that we were told that he had breakout speed. He had elusiveness that could make people shake. I, I don't think I ever saw him break a tackle except for like this last preseason game where he shook a couple guys off. He, yeah. He just was very vanilla, and if something was there, he would take it, but couldn't do much more. No, exactly. And as a first-round pick, come on. I mean, come on. Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, uh, there's a couple more guys that went after him that right around that same area that would have been a much better valuable pick. Yeah, Curtis Martin also, third-round pick. I knew it. (laughs) Bill would be proud. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, out of the three running backs, Sonny Michelle is the worst. Yep. Uh, if you're feeling a little uh, frantic, if you're feeling a little um, neurotic about the Patriots quarterback situation, try our friend Dr. Tom at backtobasicsllc.com. Or if you have a pet who just won't shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. Ray, mm-hmm. you understand this. Get him some get him some chewies. What did you get your dog there? I got him the uh, oil, the bacon-flavored uh, CBD oil. Bacon-flavored CBD oil, and your dog's name has been changed to shall not be named, correct? Uh, the name that we shall not speak of, yes. The name that we shall not speak of, a.k.a. dead to us, a.k.a. Brady. <laughs> uh, back to basicsllc.com. That's B-A-K, the number two, basicsllc.com. You get a free sample with every order that you make. It's an absolute no-brainer. Every order you make, you get a free sample. So get your uh, sleepy, sleep time, night-night remedy. Uh, get your dogs to shut up. Uh, it ails some aching joints. Uh, just feel better overall. Improve your health. Back to basics, LLC.com. You know who needs to improve their health, Ray? What Me? a fucking. <laughs> yeah. You blew my segue, but then it's correct. <laughs> the Red Sox and Hansel and Gretel. Hey, fucking. The Red Sox suck, man. Hansel Robles. Do you know how bad they're hated around here, too, right now? Like, they oh. are the laughing stock. Everyone's just shitting all over it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's it, lovely. It's an interesting, like, why do we love to hate the Red Sox? Why do we love to hate the Red Sox? I think, well, I know the answer to that. It's because their ownership group are PR little fucking smug uh, slugs that try to uh, 
sneak shit by us and lie to us and uh, paint a different picture than what things actually are. And that's the exact situation that we're in this season with the deadline debacle. And Hansle, Hansel, Hansel and Greta Robles is right in the middle of this. The uh, shit bag that they brought in to help their pitching staff and, and their bullpen gave up four runs in the 10th inning against the Twins. Red Sox lose nine to six. Um, I it's just fucking laughable. It's laughable. It's predictable. Hey, were, Kyle Schwarber, though, big home run. Big home run from Schwarber. Big, big home run. What a great acquisition at the trade deadline. Now, did that come? Uh, he was playing first base when, they, when that happened? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. He is expected to play first base this coming week, though. Thank God. Thank God. Can I tell you the circles that are being run around with the Red Sox and their first base and their Kyle Schwarber, who was never a fit here? Jared Duran has now been sent down because uh, he sucked. Oh, but uh, wait, did Bill say he's good? Oh, yeah. No, he was ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, they needed a first baseman at the deadline because uh, Dahlbach there, Bobby D., uh, was hitting barely above the Mendoza line. Although if you ask any Red Sox Bobo, they'll tell you he's hitting like 415 in the three weeks since the deadline. So that matters. I'll take him over Rizzo. For yeah, sure. sure. Uh, but what they fail to mention is he can't catch a fucking ball at first base. How many balls have we seen just go off his glove? How many games has many he as lost? many balls as Bill's mom's face. Yes. Oh, nice. Good. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's at least half a dozen. <laughs> They had no defense at first base. You know how we know that? They went and got Travis Shaw off the trash heap. That's how we know that. Travis Shaw is just like me, too. He's now a defensive replacement who they were relying on his bat because J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts have fucking mailed it in, it looks like. Anytime they get up with runners in scoring position in the past month, they have sucked. They've been demoralized, and they can't get their heads out of their asses. Maybe this is the the modern-day athlete. I don't know. We can blame everybody now because the Red Sox just blow. It's just funny to see. So Kyle Schwarber is now expected to play first base. So now who plays second? Because Christian Arroyo is hurt again. Kiki Hernandez is supposed to be your second baseman, but now you want to move Schwarber to first so you can get Kiki to the outfield. So it's Renfro, Kiki, and Verdugo. JD's at, at uh, DH. Who's playing second now? Marwin Gonzalez in his 1.97 batting average? They just they fucked the whole thing up. They oh, fucked yeah. the whole thing up. It's and ridiculous. also, there's reports that uh, before games, Verdugo has been taking uh, – plays at first base they're trying to out of first base see if that works out. <laughs> it's like you gotta be that's how you know you fucked up royally you're just throwing shit against the wall see this you know, isn't tampa no. bloom this isn't tampa you don't just go throw a first baseman mitt on anybody and throw them over there you don't do that you don't do that these guys are getting paid too much money in boston first of all second of all you're getting paid too much money not to just go out there and find a proper first baseman it's fucking ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and, and on top of that, I think we talked about it last time, Matt Barnes has turned into an absolute pumpkin. And this has not been made a big, bigger deal of. Before the deadline, he openly, openly invited the Red Sox to bring in a proper closer, someone who could actually take the ninth inning. He was openly inviting him. That, at, at that point in time, was considered one of the best closers in the league that, this year. And he was openly saying, yeah, bring somebody else in, probably knowing that he couldn't pitch every single day for the rest of the year because the rest of the bullpen wasn't hacking it. Well, no, the, uh, there's also reports, too, that he was a user of the sticky hickey and that his rotations are gone down since the whole uh, substance uh, is illegal now and all that shit. So they're saying that he could be getting a little uh, fucked up from it now. You know, uh, when the deadline happened, 
and when the sticky icky happened sticky icky happened after or sorry before the deadline mm-hmm. so maybe matt barnes had a little self-awareness that said hey i can't cheat anymore you probably don't want to throw me in the ninth inning wake up hi Wake up, buddy. Your players are telling you that they needed more, that they that they were they were fucking begging. Bogarts, JD, Matt Barnes. There's no and- bargain uh, bargain bin discount for a guy for a closer out there, so he couldn't get anyone. I'm not gonna let this deadline thing down for the rest of the year. It's it, it, it's the reason you're in the position you're in, and it's the reason you can't get out of the position that you're in. Wait Although- till they fucking come too. Wait till the ownership and all of them come talk at the end of the season too. You know that you, Dan Shaughnessy is going to be front and center and saying, don't you think you didn't address your needs at the deadline? I can't wait for that to happen to see how they tiptoe around that whole thing. Oh, Ray, I already told you how this is going to happen. They're somehow going to get into the into the playing game. I don't know, man. The way and, they're playing now. Well, no, I told you this in this in, in the beginning of the 15 games against these shitty teams. They got to take two out of three. They're on pace to do that right now with the Rangers and the Twins. They are on pace to do it, as shitty as it looks. And then they lose to the good teams. They're on pace. They're on pace for my prediction. And if they get to that playing game, that Dan Shawnee will see will get a mouthful of bullshit that it's been a successful season. Because go look at the algorithms before the year. We're only supposed to have 83 wins. And look at us. We almost made the playoffs. Blah, blah, blah. And look, Chris Sale's back. And he looks good. 2-0, 1.80 ERA against the worst teams in the league because you were afraid to throw them against competition that would have helped you get into the playoffs. You dopes. You dopes. Yeah. Do you still want to uh, talk about uh, Chris Sale as the Jesus and his savior and is going to prop mm. this team up? Mm-mm. No. Okay. No, I, I put him on the cross and walked away. Okay, very good. <laughs> I don't know if that – can that play? <laughs> We're Christian, that's fine. Uh, well, I am. Just Celtics <laughs> – Celtics rumors have shifted to Damian Lillard. Yes. There's my new Jesus. This is your... Jesus walks. Kanye has been in the news. He's doing all kinds of crazy shit. He's crazy. Uh, he is fucking crazy. The newest, uh, this was a bleacher report thing that a lot of people grabbed on to. Um, let me click this open. Do you have it open? Oh, I have it. If you're okay. ready, for, if you're yeah, ready the, for it. Give us the proposed trade from, I think it is bleacher report, right? Uh, this I sent you the Houdini thing, but I think it's Bleacher Report that originally came Houdini? up. You Houdini? You yeah, Houdini? Hardwood Houdini, isn't it? All right. So the trade would be the Celtics would receive Damian Lillard and Derek Jones from the Trailblazers. In return, the Celtics would send Al Horford, Aaron Peach Baskets, Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, and two first rounders and two pick swaps for those two players. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, look, here's, here's the part that, um, that they got wrong. And this is the only reason I'm going to say this. The Houston Rockets traded Harden last year for basically a bunch of picks, basically a bunch of picks. They really didn't get any players in return. Um, so if but the they, Rockets were, they were going to blow it up. The Blazers can still compete. No, they, they can't. No, they can't. Not if they get rid of Damian Lillard. They're still a good team. They still got CJ McCollum over there. They got no. uh, look. If they get rid of Lillard, they're going to get rid of CJ McCollum and they're going to blow it up. But they why would to. you want draft picks? I like if they do that. I like what they're doing. They're getting players that they have actually seen in the NBA and they know what they have. They're not banging. Well, no, wait, fucking- right? They're, listen, this is but this is my point. The only oh, reason sorry. I think that that doesn't work is because the draft pick compensation is not enough. Uh, I think that it needs to be four first round picks and two swaps or four swaps. You need to. I forget what it was like six picks or whatever that. Houston um, got for 
so hard and right. It needs to be at least that. The rest of that fodder, but they might, they the might. Al Horford and everything else, that's just money. you got to match the money. So, I think, no, I think the Peach Baskets and the Peyton Pritchard, that's like the two first-round picks kind of. Yeah, not enough. Be- not enough. I agree with you that uh, Peach Baskets and Pritchard are uh, okay to decent NBA prospects. Uh, did you not see Peyton Pritchard in his I saw pro-am? It. 92 points. 92, yeah, you averaged yeah. Aaron Neesmith, Peach Baskets, was the best shooter in the draft. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they could and should be rotational pieces on an NBA team. So, yeah, I agree with you. And they're on their rookie contracts. So that's good. But it's Damian Lillard, okay? It's still Damian Lillard. You tack on two more first-round picks to that, and I think maybe the Blazers do it mid-season knowing he's leaving anyway. That's your leverage. That's your leverage. Um, would you do it? <laughs> you asking me? <laughs> Fuck yeah. What else do you guys want? You want something else? I'll send you whatever you want. Give me fucking Damian Lula down here. The big piece that everyone is making a big deal out of this is you get to hold on to Marcus Smart and uh, Rob Williams in this uh, trade deal. And let me tell you right now, if the Blazers want either one of them, you're going to have them. You're going to have them. You can absolutely have them, especially Marcus Smart. We've been over this. However, maybe if Damian Lillard walks through the door, the the, the whole Marcus Smart uh, won't be the tough guy in the room anymore. Big chest pop, puffing out kind of diminishes, which I think we think is the biggest problem with Marcus Smart and the Celtics to this point. Um, but that being said, uh, let me throw one little turn in the punch bowl here. And of course, I would do. Of course, I would do it, uh, Damian Lillard. The uh, I have a little bit of a hard time seeing how that works basketball wise with Lillard. Tatum and Brown. They all need the ball. I know. Uh, I'll watch Brooklyn games last year. Yeah, that was terrible basketball. Absolutely terrible basketball. And Kevin Durant's the best player in the league who can make it all happen. So Jason Tatum's one of the best players in the league, apparently, according to someone Uh, that I will remain nameless on this show. But yeah, uh, what's the difference? uh, Between Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant? Yeah. (laughs) A couple rings. Couple rings. That's oh, just a couple and oh, some right. scoring championships. Uh, no, I just think Damian Lillard, and it might work. Look, Damian Lillard is a 32 year old guy that's been in the league for a long time that has made his money, that has got his buckets, averages 28 to 30 points a, a, a year, uh, a game a year. And maybe he's the guy that's willing to take the back seat, be the point guard, score when needed. I mean, you give me the option between the three of those guys in the fourth quarter and you need buckets, it's Damian Lillard. Hundred yeah. thousand percent of the time. Yep. Um, you know, these guys in their career, they do change. Look at James Harden and the Nets. They do move, they do change their game in order to chase a ring. And maybe that's what you'd see. I just see Jalen Brown being the odd man out there, and I don't know yep. how he's gonna take it. I, that's the one that I think would have to take the seat and go, you know, the back seat and be like, all right, man, hey, we got this guy who's a lockdown shooter. We got Tatum who's gonna be the next Celtics great. You know, it's your turn to like, you know. You're going to be like a kind of facilitator if you're open, take it. But if not, look to these two guys. I don't think that does the Celtics any good. Uh, Jalen Brown, with the ball in his hands as a slasher and a driver and a creator, can average 25 a night. He did it last year. He was the best player on the team for the first half of the season. I think people are underestimating what Jalen Brown brings to the team as offensively. Yeah. I think if you bring Damian Lillard in here, you have to – he has to – change and mold around the two young guys i'm still on the you have to build with the two young guys i'm not moving off of that so it would be interesting to see i feel the same i feel similar about bradley beal i just was pushing for beal because i want to keep tatum happy and he needs his binky he yeah, needs but his... you think he's gonna be happy with this yeah i think he'd be all right with that <laughs> i think he'd be happy with dame lillard sure 
They've mm-hmm. got Olympic ties now. You know, he, Tatum is in that Olympic uh, click, Echelons. NBA click. Echelons. Echelon. And, you know, he did drop 19 points in the gold medal game. I'm not sure if anyone told you. Uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, normally, normally, when the uh, stuff like this revolving around the Celtics for the past 18 years in Danny Age, I would say a lot of smoke, bullshit, never going to happen. I'm I'm holding my breath here with Brad Stevens. He might pull the trigger. I hope he does. I'll and he be might fucking call my Rob buddy. Williams or smart I'll be calling Wuhan and be like, "Get him ready. Get those Lillard jerseys ready. I need a couple." I might even take a Wuhan Lillard jersey if that. Yeah, happens. buddy. You That'd talked work. me into him last year. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't as high on him as you were. And then uh, I started watching him more, and he's a fucking assassin, dude. He's mm-hmm. an absolute assassin, and he's an asshole, which this team absolutely needs. He's that bad boy. A real bad boy. Not a Margaret Smart bad boy. A real yeah. bad boy. And healthy, knock on wood. That'll probably change when he gets to Boston. No, of course. Uh, this has been the Superman Sports Show. Friday headlines, August 27th. We will see you on Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I don't know if, did, uh, of course you saw the email. You're not Bill. Uh, I just want to <laughs> touch on this one thing for the after show. I don't know if you saw this story, but the kid that was on the Nirvana cover. Um, oh God, no, I don't remember the name of the fucking album. Back in 92. Yeah. Is the baby with the penis in the pool. <clears throat> yep. He's suing Nirvana. No, for... no. He's suing. Uh, what the fuck's the lead singer's name? Oh, Kurt yeah, Cobain. Yeah, Dave, he's Dave suing, Grohl. He, no, he's, no, he's suing Kurt Cobain's estate. Okay. Well, I just saw that. I read it as Nirvana. That's probably right. I just put it, lumped it all together. It doesn't matter. The sentiment of this. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the sentiment of this is fuck this guy and fuck this world and fuck Twitter and everything else about this and, and this whole goddamn uh, society that we've created for ourselves. That that little fucking prick it, th- is going to go try and get – he's going to get all litigious on the Kurt Cobain estate because they took a picture of him and he's going to claim sexual misconduct. Fuck you. You're, you're not part of me, too. You're some fucking 30-year-old nerd that, by the way, has been recreating that picture every year for like 25 years mm-hmm. to make a couple bucks on it. This guy's a fucking loser. And he's a microcosm of everything shitty that's going on right now. Fuck this guy. I hope that I hope that they countersue somehow and get in, just end him. Just fucking end him. That'd be awesome. That would be goddamn awesome. I'm sick of being nice about in PC. Fuck this guy. Get off the earth. You mm-hmm. suck. He does suck. They, he said that they never brought up promise that they blur out his little baby dick and all that stuff, and they never did it. And dude, you're a baby. How many baby dicks have you seen? You know, it's not a big deal, dude. Unless it never grew, unless you're like uh, Leslie Chow, like Bill is, and just have that fucking <laughs> little mushroom fungus dick. You know? Ah, oh, what the fuck, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> Monkey checked me off last night, Alan. Might have to beep that. You see the uh, what, what was the MLB announcer that got fired oh, for uh, making the, the making the uh, yeah? I don't. I didn't hear what he said. I couldn't find it anywhere because it scrubbed the internet because of, this is the fucking world we're in. You can show a baby dick, but you can't fucking make a little. Uh... You can't now. Ask Portnoy. I the uh, I with the Otani thing. They called it an insulting um, accent. What if it was accurate? Can you just not 
imitate people that are not of your creed anymore? Isn't that going the opposite direction of what we're trying to do? What if it was spot on? What if it was fucking dead on? So if he was talking, if he if he knew <laughs> Japanese and he spoke Japanese, it was fine. But it's because he said, I didn't hear what he said. He could have said something terribly insulting. Welcome to I, City Walk, home of City Walk. Twice. <laughs> like South Park. Like, I, that guy. I, I have to look it up now. It's kind of ignorant of me to speak on it and not know what he said. Like, Otani hits they a home run. Tell it, they would That's more baby talk. That's not even Asian. People would have a hard time canceling me because my Asian accent right there is too bad. Yeah, I don't really have a good one. It sounds like Spanish every time I do an Asian accent. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Can't do Spanish either, I'm assuming. Although people don't care about uh, Mexicans and uh, Hispanics, so might be able to get away with it. Mm.